Welcome to the Daily Creed, where we help you break your limited beliefs that are holding you back from being a personal and professional success when you master the five character traits of commitment, resilience, excellence, execution, and discipline. You will have the power to dominate your industry and live the life you desire. And now, helping you to grow in every aspect of your life, your host, J.R. Spear. R. Spear. R. Spear. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of our Daily Creed Podcast Show. Today, I have Eli Sanchez, and he is a business owner, mentor, and global sales coach. He understands what's preventing so many people from reaching their goals in life and business. Through easy-to-follow methods, Eli teaches how to get quick and lasting results to maximize your time, energy, and impact. Eli has helped tens of thousands of entrepreneurs, coaches, and business owners increase their revenue and influence with this popular sales training approach, a new way of speaking to the prospect based on their personality type. He is the founder, co-founder of five different seven to eight figure businesses and has personally sold in the eight figures for his own companies. His lessons are taught with a blend of timeless principles, easy to implement tactics, and his unique approach to winning mindset. Eli explains that due to the current business climate of his of this new world, trust is lower than ever, and that the ones who will come out on the top will thrive because of compassion and true leadership. That is so true, and welcome so much. I'm so glad to have you on my show. So thank you so much for being here, Eli. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited. And you, by the way, you have a great voice for this, man. You have like that really <laughs> punctuated, powerful voice. I love it. Yeah, well, thank you. I had a, had a lot of practice. I've you know done probably close to hundred interviews, but many years yeah, of public speaking, been in front of people teaching and stuff. It definitely brought it on here. So, uh, but I, yeah, I definitely appreciate that, but I'm really interested in you. So when I came across from you and the reason why I reached out to you, just so the listeners know your name popped up probably a dozen times within a week or two. And I was like, okay, who in the heck is this Eli guy? So the way I typically like oh, wow. to do it is to be like, okay, instead of me jumping on a call and trying to do a one-on-one call with them, it's like, let everyone benefit from the interview and the questions that I ask and bring them on my show and uh, kind of pick your brain, especially someone that has built businesses the way that you do. I got a lot to learn and I'm really pumped and excited and waiting for this day for a few weeks now. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, man. I'm excited too. And I think you're a busy man. I think when I, you first asked me to come on, you didn't even have a spot for like two or three weeks. So you must be killing it yourself. So I'm excited yeah. to be here. Let's, let's yeah. have some fun. I need, I need to learn to delegate more is what I need to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, part of it. Yeah, cool. So I, before we dive into what you're currently doing now, I like to know a little bit of backstory uh, before we talk about your business and what you're currently doing and going into that. But bring us back to the younger you of what what that led you to where you're at today. Was there one specific event that helped you be the successful entrepreneur, coach, mentor that you are today? And if so, you care to share it. Yeah, man. You know, I won't bore you guys too long with, with my story, but I think I was really lucky. My brother was 12 years older than me. And so all of these like kind of life lessons that he was learning, I was really eager to learn. I asked a lot of questions. I always wanted mentors. And I, I think I, I listened a lot and I would always ask him questions. And so I could learn kind of like the failures he had and the successes he had and try to go from there. Um, but the cool part was my brother was a marketer. And at the same time, I was a wrestler. My brother was a jujitsu guy. So I was like the wrestling athlete. He was the black belt in jujitsu but he also had a marketing background. And so it was interesting. And not a lot of people know this actually about what started us, but we had a marketing background and we were helping gyms 
in different states. So we're out, we're over in California, but we're helping this one gym in Texas make a bunch of money. They're getting all these signups. So this was back in like 2007, 2008, when there was like, people didn't know how to make websites and no one had like a lead form on a website. There was a time where lead forms weren't a thing. So we had lead forms and we're making all these gyms, a lot of money. And my brother kind of thought like, we should probably do this ourselves. And so fast forward, we, you know, the first two years, we grew really quickly, opened a second gym. We ended up having five gyms within 10 years, over a thousand members made eight figures. So tens of millions of dollars in the fitness industry. And then from there, a lot of gyms locally started asking us for help. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, I see you guys everywhere. I see your marketing. How do you charge so much? All those little things. And so naturally we became like fitness business coaches for, for, for gyms and online coaches. And then from there, it kind of led to a couple of things. So now I teach sales training, business coaching for just businesses in general, but I started in the fitness industry. That's funny. Me and you both have uh, similar backgrounds because my background was martial arts. So I grew up oh, in really? martial arts. Yeah, I grew up in martial arts since I was three years old. I've been teaching since I was 12. I traveled the, the country teaching a lot when I was even in high school to uh, other instructors. And I, I went to a bunch of high schools and I would take over like the whole class. And like teach them on self-defense and awareness and date rape and all this stuff. And then went in the military and I trained a lot of Marines and sailors while I was there. So my first business in 2007 was a martial arts school in St. Louis, Missouri. And I sold that after a few years and then uh, launched a a high, like a boot camp fitness business, like a group fitness training. And that just exploded very quickly. So we got similar backgrounds. It's kind of where I got my roots started was doing martial arts and and even in the fitness. And then when I got into consulting, trainers and coaches were my first type of client that I was going after because it was easy for me to talk about because I'd done it my entire life, literally since the day I was born. So, um, so no that's way. Really cool. we're the same. Yeah. Same story. I should, you could have just told my story for me. <laughs> that's <laughs> no, that, awesome. That, yeah. That's really awesome. So when you, when you were working with trainers, did you specifically work with like the actual gym owner or did you work with personal trainers or, or what, did, what did you focus on mainly? So it started with gyms. And so we were helping other gyms cause that was kind of our thing. And then when COVID happened, we had to turn our, because our gyms closed down in California, we had to turn our five gyms, a thousand members all into a Facebook group. And so I started like monetizing the Facebook group. And so we had a thousand people paying about 200 bucks a month for this Facebook group thing. Yeah. And yeah. then, um, so that went really well. And then it was, what became really cool is my name kind of got big in the industry for helping people transition their in-person gym online. And so naturally there was all these online personal trainers that came because they could use this too. And so I became kind of known as like a fitness business coach. And what's interesting is I knew like the systems really well. I knew how to help people figure out their mission and the core values and here's step-by-step what to do. But the the weakness I think I had was like mindset training. Mm -hmm. Like people are like, how do you, can you motivate me a little bit? And I was just like, just do this, you know, the 17 steps, you know, and I didn't know anything about mindset and I knew I needed to get better at being a mindset coach. And so I ended up partnering with someone, you know, Eli Wild, who was the top salesperson of all time for Tony Robbins. Yeah. Sold over a hundred million dollars for Tony Robbins. And that's, you know, obviously a mindset motivational guy. So I'm like, if I could learn from this guy, I can kind of fill that gap in my own teaching ability. And so I ended up not just learning from him, I became business partners with him. And so him and I have a separate business where we teach sales training and mindset all over the world too. So um, that's kind of how it emerged. It was fitness first, our gyms, 
then Jim's business coaching, and then now sales and mindset on top of that. That's cool. So you recently, in the past couple of years, switched to more of the broad business coaching for sales coaching for for them when COVID all hit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's awesome. So what do you do? You miss being working strictly with uh, fitness coaches, or are you kind of excited about doing the you know the kind of like more broader for the sales business? And I I want to dig d- deeper into that as well because I have something I want to pick your brain on. Dude, I think there is pros and cons like anything to both the fitness people are my people. You know, I love, I love them. I grew up, my whole life was just around sports, you know? So those are, those are the people. And I, we still have a successful business coaching for fitness gyms and we still have our gyms and that's all going great. We have amazing staff and, and other co-owners that run the gyms for us for the most part. And so they're awesome. Like we're, we're good there. And I do miss it. Some of them haven't been working out as much as I used to back then. I'm not working out twice a day and all that stuff, but I think one of my favorite things is to just learn more for myself. Like I'm always wanting to like grow myself. And so this is a challenging new fun thing and it's been really well. It's, it's blown up. So I, I love that, man. Yeah, no, it's really cool. So something that's been bothering me recently, because for the longest time that I've been in business, I mean, since 2007, every single coach and mentor now, every I built four businesses myself since 2007 and every coach I ever had, says you need to niche down and you need to go after it. But I, I the reason why I'm going to ask you this, because I feel like I'm in the same yeah. boat as you, is yeah. I, I'm, al- I'm almost grown to the point where why do I need to niche down? Because I my methods, my, my processes works for so many different industries. So majority of my clients, yes, I still have a lot of fitness coaches and clients, but I'm, I have a lot of, right. gosh, I have a junk removal company that came to me and wants me to help them now. And the, the yeah. work, and a chiropractor, and then I have massage therapists and I have you know, all these wide ranges. So they're not even in the fitness space, but I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm torn by it because I, I always had that belief. It's like, no, you need to niche down. I understand from a marketing standpoint online and be able to find where your ideal client is, but I like to get your personal take on what that is, because that's a question that comes up to me all the time. Dude, great question. The, I think the answer, and you already know, you can help anyone when you understand business principles. And the interesting part for me is fitness people that started in the fitness industry. I think they adjust really well. Because selling fitness is is hard. You know, yeah. if you could understand how to sell fitness where there's no return on investment, it's so much easier to sell business coaching where you say, I can help your business. You pay me 50K and I can show you how I can make you 500K. Like that's a much easier sell than yeah. trying to tell someone, pay me $3,000 for 12 weeks of exercise. It's going to be painful. You're not going to get your money back. You're going to lose your time. Like that's a harder sell, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I think that transition, actually, I've noticed a lot of people that started in the fitness industry, like yourself, transitioned really well. But as far as like the the avatar and the marketing and niching down, you do need it for for like the ads. You know, you do sure. need it for like the marketing side, but you could have multiple marketing funnels, you know? Sure. Yeah. yeah so, so do you, when you build your businesses, do you focus on like a landing page? Because you mentioned that before. So you do run an ad to a landing page and then you know, kind of a book in a car. What's your process look like? You know, it's, it's definitely changed over the years, like in 2013 or 14, when six week challenges started with the gyms, right? That was a gold rush. We were getting yeah. like 60 signups a month, 16 new people signing up a month Wow! at one location, right? We had five, like, and that was like the gold rush. Now that doesn't work. It's not 50 cent leads like it used to be. You know, and then now there's this new gold rush of like Facebook groups. If you know how to monetize them correctly, if you do that correctly, you can crush it. And then 
as that merged a few months later, YouTube started coming out, right? So there's always these new gold rushes. I think like you mentioned, the principles are still the same, having a good mission, having a good core values, having the right creed and stuff that you speak on. Like that's really important first as a foundation, but the method is always changing and evolving, you know? Well, what's working nowadays that you're seeing? Facebook groups, YouTube ads, Facebook ads still are, are crushing it for sure. It's just as you, you need to be able to be willing to sell higher tickets. Yeah. I think some people are stuck at selling stuff for, you know, under a thousand dollars. They might not know their true value or their true worth. And they're charging so low that they're getting beat out by worse companies that are just charging more. Yeah. You know, so you have to know your value and be willing to charge high ticket, I think. Yeah. I think understanding your worth and the value is like key. So, I mean, gosh, I have a client right right now. She started with me back in December, online personal trainer, helping uh, women with hormone issues. And she was selling $97 programs. And then I was like, yeah. how are you ever going to make a living doing that? <laughs> so now, now after a, a little while, I got her to sell on a thousand dollar programs. Now I'm, we're working on a $10,000 offer that's that she's building. Yeah. And, but she was terrified to sell a $200 program. She was like, no one's going to buy this. And then now we, we definitely got over. So it's all in the mindset for that. So for the totally. listeners, yeah. So for the listeners that are on here, you know, a lot of people that usually tune in are small business owners. And mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see, like, what is the process that you're teaching now that's working for everyone? Uh, what should people start with? Like, they're saying, hey, you know what? I'm brand new to the industry. Don't know where to start. Don't know what to do. Or I, they, they don't know where to pivot to. Like, what they've been doing, maybe they're still doing challenges or whatever that may be. And they're finding that it's not working anymore. So what was working even last year isn't working for them today. What should they be doing and where should they be starting at? It's a good question. And Obviously, that's a huge question, right? That's business coaching and and business coaching depends on the client, right? So we do like customized things. So the first thing is like high level. We just figure out what their purpose is. What's their mission? What's the core values? Where do they see the company going? Which is like the vision. Like, what do you stand for? What makes you a category of your own? What's the distinction between you and your competitors? Like we start with that kind of purpose. So there's five levels of P's that we teach. The purpose is first. Then we go into the plan. Like, what are the moving parts? What what do you see happening? What are the segments of your business? What are the the customer lifecycle, right? And then once you have your purpose and your plan, we teach the actual people. Like, who do you need to hire now to fulfill these different roles? The fourth of the five P's is performance. Like, what do they actually need to do? What are the KPIs? What are the, you know, the indicators that we need to make sure they're staying on track for to hit X goal. And then the final of the five P's that we teach is profit. So purpose, plan, people, performance, profit in that order. And then profit obviously is now that you have this machine built, you look at like how to increase, like you said, going from 200 or $99 a month to charging $6,000, like some of my clients do for 12 week fitness memberships. So increasing the average order value, increasing the amount of installments, increasing the amount of clients, right? That's the profit level. But I think too many people are stuck on that. Like, I want to run ads to just get more profit. I want to get more signups before they have that foundation. So the first thing we do is foundation. And then we go into the something that we call the gears of business. But we start with the foundational stuff. No, that, that's really good. And I, if, if you don't mind, I want to kind of stay on the, the purpose for a little while. Uh, yeah. You know, for, for a couple of different reasons. So, you know, one, me being a, a combat vet and also suffering from PTSD myself and, and a lot of other people that goes in that comes back from combat, you know, suicide rate being really high, but you know, and for me, I really believe that it's a, a factor of lack of purpose and lack of identity. 
Same yeah. thing when it comes to even like before we, we tuned in and started doing the recording, we we're talking about commitment and talking about what the creed is and things like that. Well, most people don't really have know what that drive is, what that purpose is, where they're going and, and things like that to be able to kind of get them to where they need to be. And they don't stay committed to the process of what they're going to do. So I love to kind of get your take like from someone that lacks that purpose. First off, how important is purpose to a, an individual and be an entrepreneur? And second off, if someone lacks purpose, how do you take them through that process to fix that mindset to really get them there? Yeah, it's a great question. I think one of the things you could do is try to fix it and people lose focus. And so we have what we teach are like, you know, the five different steps to pitfalls or failures that you can prevent. So we teach how to prevent it more than anything. But one of the things we do, even on the sales process, when we hire people to take on, we won't even take people on unless they have a mission Mm. first. We want to take on clients that we know that we can help. And we know if someone doesn't have a mission, they're eventually they're not going to, they're going to have a hard day or they're going to have some clients ask for a refund. They're going to get tired or a competitor is going to move next door. They're going to see someone with better ads and and they're going to have a hard day and just quit. Or I think the word you used earlier was like resilience, right? They're not going to have that resilience if they don't have that mission. And so I think that's like the foundation that you need because what we teach in our businesses is we have something called mission-based systems. So we have systems that are based off the mission. Hmm. For example, we had this one guy at one of our gyms, Juan, he lost over a hundred pounds. And I remember him specifically because you might like this story. I was training someone on, uh, on how to be a salesperson. And so she was calling leads, really great girl. And I'm like hyping her up, young girl. I'm like, you can change the world. You know, you could fight diabetes. You can change someone that's going through, you know, maybe has heart disease, all this stuff, trying to hype her up. So I'm like, let's do this. You know, and I dial, 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 ring, 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 hang up and call the next person hung up on me again. Call the next person. Hello. Hey, this is Eli from hung up. You know, so this was a few years ago. And I just remember like feeling embarrassed because I'm trying to hype this person up on, on her job, how she can sell and change people's lives. And everyone's just hanging up. But I told her like, this is just part of it. It's part of it. You know, we'll call them back in four hours or whatever our system was. She calls one guy that hung up on us, called him back. She scheduled him and he signed up. He came in later and I sold him. And at first he said, no, you know, I'm not interested. It's kind of expensive. And I challenged him a little bit and he's like, let's just go for it. Let's try it. He signed up, paid, you know, $600 back then for like a six week challenge type of thing. He ended up staying for years, lost a hundred pounds and said, we saved his life. Wow. And so we think about those type of moments where it's like, it's worth it to get hung up on. A ton of times, if you could just save one person's life, right? But we've had now over a thousand active members, right? And so it's like you take your ego out of it and you have a mission based system. So it's not about how you're feeling, it's about you're serving a larger mission, a bigger purpose. And if you remind yourself of that and remind everyone on your team of that, all the staff of that, all the, not just the staff, the members, they know what your mission is. Now you're creating a movement. And you take yourself out of it because you're part of a bigger thing. And I think that illustrates the importance of having a mission, right? If you don't have that, you're going to have a hard day and eventually say, screw it. Let me go into real estate next or whatever you want to try next, you know? Yeah. Too many people are jumping around just be like, oh, you know, this, this thing, opportunity looks better because this is not working out for me now, which, uh, which brings me to the next thing I wanted to ask you is like talking about commitment and things like that. We mentioned about like the reason why people want, reason why businesses fail is because they just don't give it a long enough. What's your thought on that? Like what, like what's the life expectancy of 
the digital agency or the entrepreneur that's trying to be successful. And then, um, you know, and just kind of hit on what that commitment level means for their success. Yeah. I think my brother actually would say something oftentimes and it's totally fitness related, but he said, it's a push-up contest. Hmm. It's a push-up contest. Like other people are going to stop. And if you just keep going, you're going to reap the benefits. And it happened with us. Like we'd have our second gym, right. When we opened our second gym, you know, we're stressed, like we're splitting all of our employees. You know, it's going to be twice the work. Is this the right? We're having all these expenses. Have to take out a six-figure loan for some of this stuff. Like it's scary, but we had mission-based systems. We stuck with it. And then within a few months, one of the nearby gyms closed down. Hmm. Nearby group class gyms closed down. And because we had a good reputation, we never talked bad about our competitors. That competitor heard good things about us. And they said, hey, is there a possibility to merge? And we signed up, you know, 90 people or $20,000 in recurring revenue for for life after that. Right. And so that was just one time. There's probably 10 stories of how we acquired or merged with other companies just because we never stopped. Right. We just kept going. And then it's not just, I don't think it's just keep going though. The distinction is keep going, but keep getting better too. Like don't get complacent. Like always, always look for mentors, always look for the new strategy, always look for like what the next step is. Like if you're not, like they talk about that. If you're not growing, you're dying in business, right? Yeah. I think part of that's true. Like you should be looking for like how to improve always. And so it's not just not quitting. It's also, are you improving each month? You know? Yeah. Com- complacency is a powerful word that's been drilled into me since uh, the day I put my feet, two feet on the yellow footprints in boot camp. Cause like it, when, when you go over to like Iraq or Afghanistan, you know, I, I didn't go to Afghanistan. I spent my whole time in Iraq. When you go over okay. there, there's signs everywhere on the Port of John's on the walls that says complacency kills. And yeah. I really took that to heart because it's not to me, even as an entrepreneur, it's not just complacency kills you in combat where you can get shot at. And then when you get comfortable, then then you can die. But ultimately, complacency can kill your business. The day you start getting really comfortable, the day that you start like not paying attention to the, what I call potential threats or ambushes, they're going to come and making sure that you're prepared for them. You're going to yeah. die. Your business is going to die and you got to make sure exactly what you just said, constantly be learning. So that's, uh, that's what makes you happy too. When you're progressing, Yeah, you know, they talk about that. Like if you're not growing, they say you're dying, but they're not dying physically, but part of you doesn't feel alive unless you feel like some excitement about the future. And that's excitement comes from progress and you try new things and it works. Do you help more people or you get more testimonials, you get more referrals, whatever those pieces are, it's different for each company, but you need it. Yeah. You need it to survive. Yeah. No, that, that's really good. So what you, you worked with a lot of seven and eight figure type entrepreneurs and stuff like that. What is the difference between a six figure entrepreneur and then a seven, eight figure entrepreneur? Like what is that big shift that takes them there? And then can you expand on that? Yeah, it's typically the three things. And right before you and I got on and started recording, we talked about having things that alliteration or acronyms easier to remember. One of the best ways I think to remember like the difference between a six-figure company and seven and eight figures is you need to be able to automate stuff, delegate stuff, and negotiate. Automate, delegate, and negotiate. So one of the things we look at when we see when we help a company fix their foundation is we have them create three columns. It's like, so what is it that JR, for example, if it was you, like what do you absolutely have to do? What can you delegate? And then what can you automate, right? And then once you figure out, and nowadays there's so many things you can automate, right? And then other things you can delegate really inexpensively. And then you break things down into one of the ways I've heard it is like $10 an hour job, $100 an hour job, and 
thousand dollar an hour job, you should be doing stuff like this or like the more important thousand dollar an hour jobs. You shouldn't be probably answering emails or fixing the pixel on your ads or whatever, whatever the, the lower things are. Right. Yeah. That, that's awesome. So from the mindset shift, what, you know, what needs a click for someone to make that transition? Like they're like so many entrepreneurs I talk to, they're just stuck. Like they're stuck to be like, hey, I'm at, you know, I've been in the six figure range for a while, I'm making 10 or $20,000 a month or $30,000 a month, but they can't get over that next ledge. And then uh, I, I bring it, I bring it up because I'm like, yeah. I get people that reach out to me almost probably daily. Like other people's like, hey, why are you, are you stuck at the $50,000 range? And you want to get to the $100,000 mark and stuff like that. And I just don't even respond. But I'm like, what, what is that big shift? What is that big mindset thing? That big secret that everyone keeps talking about, or they think that they know, or is it really not a big secret and it's just a sales tactic? It's it, for them, those guys that are just DMing you, it's probably a sales tactic. But there is principles of how people scale for sure. And for me, the thing that I notice the most is like consistency with these seven and eight figure companies. They have it so organized that it's always the same experience for every client, mm. or it's consistency with like a posting schedule. Every Monday, I post this, Tuesday, I post this, and they hire someone to do all those things, right? And then they have that on their Facebook business page. They have that on their Facebook group. They have that on their YouTube. They have that on their Instagram, right? And all of that leads to one of two things, like the setter team, or it leads to like some funnel. Yeah. And then this, that goes, like, it's all pre-planned. And so there's no guesswork. It's just a framework, you know? Yeah, that, that's that's really good. And I'm looking at myself, it's like, man, how organized am I in? And I, I'm, I'm part of a a mastermind right now. And then I look at the way that they structure things and I don't want to mention who they are right now, but you know, yeah. the system that they have is so scalable and so easy. And, and here's the thing. I never even met the, the main coach of the whole program and I invested all this money for him, which kind of bothers me in a way. But um, but then when I look at the way that he has a system, because he has other coaches that does it, it's uh, it allows him to be able to scale to that, to that level. And which is a beautiful, like yes. it's very organized, it's very systemized when you do it. And it's very consistent with every single person and client to do it. And it just, it, it aligns exactly with what you're doing. So right when you're talking about that, I'm like, man, that, that it does says a lot. And so someone like me who has their schedule completely full, you're probably like, man, this guy needs to fix something. <laughs> so with, or, you're, uh, or you're crushing it or, <laughs> or you're one or the other, but that is like a, a huge thing, the organization. Cause then you have the data, right. And you look at your bottlenecks and so you're like, okay, I got my, lead acquisition area and lead nurture area. And I know I'm supposed to be getting this amount of leads to convert to this step. There is my hole, fix that, right? Or I'm supposed to get this many percentage of total clients to give me a testimonial or referral. There's a hole, let's fix that, right? I'm supposed to get this much on installments. There's a hole, let's fix that. And then you just, you've, you fix the holes. But if you don't, if you're not organized, you don't have the data. If you don't have the data, you don't know what to fix. And so you can't scale, you know, so. It's no, it's the boring stuff, but it's the difference between the six and seven figure companies, you know. No, that that's really that's really powerful and so true when it comes to that. Uh, I mean, you're you already gave a ton of acronyms and things. Remember, like the five P's that I took away, and and just mission based systems and things like that. Uh, and I I love that you're aligned with thinking and remembering the micro acronyms and things to remember. But if you had to give one more mm -hmm. tip for someone to remember and walk away with, and be like, you know what, this is the one piece of information that I want to remember. From Eli Sanchez, what would that be? Um, here's a fun one that's that we say a lot. I just it's fresh in my mind because I just taught an NLP for Salesforce with Eli Wild. It was yeah. a great audience. Like so there's 80 people there, all super awesome, different industries. 
And the biggest problem we see with sales is people are always trying to sell their features too much, right? Like, oh, the, the company down the street has X, Y, and Z. We have W, X, Y, and Z, right? And you're trying to compare them and they start comparing you and your prices and like you're a commodity. And the best salespeople, they sell a better future, right? So we always say, stop selling the features and start selling the future. The better you are about painting that future of who that person will be, like you talked about earlier, their identity and their purpose. If you show them how your product can help them have a better identity or a better purpose in life, they're going to sign up, Yeah. right? What you're doing from a psychology point of view is you're connecting their, what they want, their happiness with your product. Yeah. And so they want to be happy. So they're going to sign up. If you do that, you can start closing like the 80, 90% that some of these top people are doing. Yeah, that's powerful. All right. So the last question that I ask everyone that comes to my show is what is your creed? Meaning what is the one thing that you're most committed to? You can be resilient, even through the most difficult times. You're going to show up every single day, giving your best and having the emotional and physical discipline to complete your mission. So Eli, what is your creed? It's a good question there. I, am I cheating if I give you two? Because oh, I think these two are hand in hand. Yeah. It's about learning. So self-growth daily and then giving back. Hmm. And so if you really want to give back, you can't give that which you don't possess, right? So you have to grow yourself so that you can give more. You can't give a dollar if you don't have a dollar. So you have to learn more about yourself and learn to improve and get your own mentors. Like I have a coach and every single one of my coaches have coaches, right? Because they want to be better for their clients. And so I think it starts with wanting to give back, have an impact on the world, have an influence help people. But if you want to help more people, you have to work on yourself. So I'd say it's growing and giving. Love it. They both go hand in hand together. And it definitely aligns with uh, the message that I teach about every day, which is about serving people. So which, yes, uh, which I absolutely love. So what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? And uh, do you have anything that you want to give the audience or what? Uh, how can they get in touch with you? Um, I just came on here to kind of give some value. You guys can message me. You could probably drop my Facebook link. There's a whole Facebook marketing world, you know, really well now. So people can just message me directly. We'll get back to you. If you want to learn about like the sales stuff that I'm doing with Eli Wild, wildinfluence.com, or you don't have to. There's just hopefully it was valuable for your for your audience. And um, hopefully I, I was able to give some insight. No, you gave, you gave a ton of uh, value bombs in a very short period of time. So I really appreciate that. Well, uh, so thank you. Well, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode. If you guys can, if you found this valuable, make sure you drop in and uh, give us a five-star rating so that way others can see this message, learn from it, and grow. And until next time, simplify. Thank you for listening to the Daily Creed Podcast Show with J.R. Spear. If you want to get more leads and grow your business, head over to fitprofunnels.com to get your free gift today. That's fitprofunnels.com. And to connect with JR online, check him out on Facebook at jr.spear.3. Or feel free to join the Facebook group at FitProFunnels. And you can also find him on Instagram at jr.spear.